Welcome to Reservations. We're your hosts. I'm Rain Whalen. <laughs> oh, I'm Jeremy, and welcome to the bonus episode. Yes, this is a very special episode of Reservations, a bonus episode for a season. Um, unlike season one, where it was 21 episodes long, that and was a lot. Season two was 15. Uh, we wanted to stick with 15, but we felt like season three just wasn't over yet. No. So we decided to do this bonus episode. Uh, Jeremy mentioned it um, in uh, Birdman episode. Yes, I think it was the Birdman episode. I think it was because we had a lot of announcements that episode. Yeah, but I think that was when we first decided. Yes, we're going to let everybody know. Yes. uh, So this one's just going to be a little different. It's kind of going to be reminiscent of season one, where me and Jeremy are going to talk about a movie each. we haven't done that since season one. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, but um, I will let Jeremy explain it since this was his idea, in case you forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I remember. So, well, I meant them. But, oh, them? I mean. <laughs> yeah, those dummies can't remember anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, no, we love you. We're nothing without you. So, um, I wanted to do an episode where we talk about a movie that we love that we we find value in. Yes. That is not a good movie. Um, to show that, number one, I'm not a complete movie snob. And to show that every film has value, no matter what. Yes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, even Grown Ups 2 has value. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to be talking about Grown Ups 2. When you even talk about Grown Ups 1, you couldn't pay me enough. You guys don't pay me at all, cheapskates. But, I mean... But, you know, I just think it's cool and it's important to you to show that even a bad movie has value, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I know there's movies that I've seen that other people, uh, you included, have been like, why did you see that movie? Yeah. Um, I know I've thought the same thing uh, about movies you've told me about. Like, yeah. Why? Why? Um but, you know, I, I think it's good to have one bad movie that you love dearly. And now I do want to say, not the only bad movie I like. It's just, you know, I thought it'd be easier just to pick one yeah. each. Um, yeah. You know, but it's just... Especially this movie that I'm going to talk about today. Yeah. There's just something about it. I just love it. I just... I, you know... Um, I know it's bad. You know, I, I, I want to tell the audience... You were there, obviously. Um... So when you first pitched me this idea, uh, my wife, Ashley, was like, oh, so, like, Rain, are you going to pick The Room? I was like, no. No. That's a different kind of bad. Different kind of bad. That's not what we're talking about. That's a bad that's actually very good. So we're not talking The Room. We're not talking Plane 9 from Outer Space. We're not talking Birdemic. This is not that type of bad movie. We're just talking about, and you'll see what we mean when we talk about the movies, but um, it's not... It's not that cult classic bad. No. These are just movies that are just not, relatively speaking, in terms of popular analysis, not good. Yes. Yes. Um, I will let you start. Okay. Because I think it'll be a nice little kind of back and forth, like, your movie than my movie. Okay. But, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, and Mr. Joel Schumacher, I have picked... Joel! 2006's Oof. The Number 23. 
I love this movie. My email address has a 23 in it because of this movie. I tell people it's Jordan and I lie to them because <laughs> I... <laughs> Listen, Jordan's the king, and no one will ever beat him. Sorry, LeBron, but... I mean, LeBron's the Space Jam uh, new legacy, right? Too bad. <laughs> too bad. I don't see six rings on his finger, but listen, we're not here to talk about how Jordan's the best. We're here to talk about how I lie to people. I tell them that I have a 23 in my email address because of Jordan. That's not true. It's because of this movie right here. Do you, do you lie to people because you're worried that... If they realize it was for the number 23, they'd be like, why? Yeah, exactly. Or they'll just be like, that's dumb. <laughs> like, what's the number 23? <laughs> so, okay. I was obsessed with this movie when this came out. It came out, uh, we were just going into high school. Um, I was, I think, eighth grade or going into ninth grade. Um, I don't remember. Eighth grade. Um, and... I remember seeing this movie and I was like, first off, I was in love with Jim Carrey performances that were serious, right? So I loved um, Truman Show and I loved The Majestic. (gasps) Truman Show, man. Now, The Majestic is another movie I could have done and I could have picked because people fucking hate that movie. Really? Yes. Uh, It has a very low Rotten Tomato setting. Not as low as number 23, which has an 8 on Rotten Tomatoes, Um, which is a shame. But I just, I loved... The, the aesthetic, I loved how it looked. I loved the, the mystery thriller aspect of it. Um, well, I'm going to be honest. It, it's one of those movies. Um, so I'm going to say, I've only seen it once in my life. But once crazy. was enough, and I've remem- I've retained everything. Like, I've seen this movie countless times. <laughs> um, but the trailer really played it off like it... Essentially, the movie that you saw was not the movie that you thought you were going to see in the trailer. Yeah, the trailer was almost, almost seemed like a supernatural thing, mm-hmm. right, or something, right? Jim Carrey with that awesome neck tattoo, so that, cool, and right? That, so that goes down to his arm. That was another thing I liked. I liked that he played both characters, right? He played the the character uh, in the book, and then and then of course him, right? Yeah. I you know. Here's how this film has value for me. <laughs> this film has value. Uh, for its aesthetic, I do really like how it looks. I like the transitions between real life and book life, mm-hmm. right? Um, especially in the beginning where they stick that boy, that actor, just, you would say green screen, but it's also green floor, green ceiling, right? And, you know, they they change the surroundings around him while he stays still. I liked that. I thought that was really interesting and really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the use of actors being used in real life and also in the book, right? Yeah. To show the the realistic the the versions. parallels. Well, and to show like how people actually read things. They um, they have to imagine things they've already seen before, right? Mm. And so they'll put different people in different places, right? Famously, in my house. Uh, my mom says that when she was reading the Michael Crichton book Timeline, she always thought it should be Chris O'Donnell, not um, what's his face. Uh, Timeline. He, yeah. Hang on, give me a second. Paul now, Walker. He, yes, he was in that uh, that car movie, and then <laughs> and then eventually a car took him out of the movies. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's almost as bad as the pajamas. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) 
Anyway, so, right. And so when she saw the movie, she was like, oh, Paul Walker shouldn't have done it. It should have been Chris O'Donnell, right? And so, right, putting other people into things like that. Mm. And so, and listen, seeing it now, it's not a good movie. And I know that, okay? But I can't help it. N- number one, it's nostalgia, right? For me. Yeah. Which is silly because, you know, it's not even that old of a movie. But still, I I, I was obsessed with the mystery. I was obsessed with the, <laughs> with the Jim Carrey performance. Uh, there was nudity in it, which was dope, you know, for, for a 14-year-old. Right? Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I don't know. The top, the Topsy Kratz thing is unforgivable, and I get that, okay? Because you put it together, it's top secret, right? I get that, which is the name that you... Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man, that's unforgivable, and I understand that. But it doesn't ruin the movie for me. Logan Thurman was the the son in that, I think, right? Logan Lerman? Yeah. Thurman? Did I say Thurman? You said Thurman. It's Lerman. I think it's because... Truman Show, maybe? I don't, yeah, know. I don't know why I said it. I don't know. I think he plays the sun in that. Yeah. Take Thank your time. You. I got you. You are correct, sir. Awesome. And then the woman from Candyman is uh, Virginia Madsen. Yes, Virginia Madsen. Um, she's great in that as well. Um, okay. How it has value. Again, this is a Joel Schumacher movie. <laughs> And it's one that apps that I actually like. Yeah. Um, which also I like Phone Booth, which is another film I could have picked. Yeah, but Phone Booth isn't hated though, is it? Not necessarily. I mean, it's not a great movie, but it is. It's more. It's more liked overall than the number twenty three is. No. I think it's because of the dumb hacky things like Topsy Kratz and. <laughs> And the the whole the whole twenty three thing is in and of itself very strange, yeah. Uh, because yes, it works, right? Um, I you pick a number, you'll see it everywhere. But uh, this one is particularly interesting, and it was a real it's a real phenomenon that you could Google, and it's hmm. you know, and Jim Carrey knew about it before filming the movie. Is that why he agreed to do it? One of the reasons. Um, you know, when I, I, again, when I first saw the movie, I thought that was really cool. That was like, oh, man, he was like really rude. But now that I'm older and know more about Jim Carrey, he's kind of weird with his spirituality and his yeah. sort of ideologies. You know, he's sort of out there. Yeah. It, that sort it, of stuff. Everyone should watch the documentary slash behind-the-scenes footage of Man on the Moon. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's called Jim and Andy. It's on Netflix. Yeah, what Jeremy's saying about Jim being so weird about his spirituality, it's like his whole thing about the the, the teacup. Yeah, that was so fucking weird. It is weird. And you know, I mean, like I get what he was saying, but I'm like, that's and it's not okay. It's not something that should be like picked on, made fun of. Like, no, no, no. Listen, not at all. It's his. It's his deal. It's his bag. Well, and I, I think. I think when he had the big beard, I think it was the whole... I think he honestly was going through a midlife crisis. Tell me about it. Because, you know, like, when he came on Kimmel, he was just, like, super chill and, like, mellow. And I'm like, are you dying? <laughs> like, are we, are we about to lose Jim Carrey here? <laughs> well, he had gotten rid of that crazy woman. Yeah. Who's now dating Donnie Wahlberg. Really? 
Oh, Last God. time I checked. <laughs> um, Praise be to Donnie. But. <laughs> so. Um, but, I mean. The Narrow Joy 3. So. Yeah. Listen. I could defend this movie all day long. Okay? I mean. I wouldn't be necessarily right or wrong to do so. And I wouldn't change any minds. But. I do like this movie a lot, and I think it's just fun to watch. Yeah, you know, and I really love the mystery aspect of it. Yeah. You know, like I said, I've only seen it once, but it's it stuck with me since. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the reveal when, you know, he finishes the book, and he's like, there's a chapter missing. Right. And he knows there's a chapter missing, and he doesn't know why he knows. And then the reveal when he's in the hotel room, and he tears down the paper. Yes. And there's chapter 13. I was like, oh, or was it 23? 23. I, I'm, I'm sorry. 30. So, <laughs> but anyway, but no, but still that reveal where he tears down the wallpaper and yep. there's chapter 23. And then it all becomes clear mm-hmm. that his character is suffering from amnesia. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, it was about him and it's his story and it's, you know, he's the one who wrote the book in the first place and blah, blah, blah. Um, a little hacky. Again, I'm just showing people why I know it's bad. But to me, I I, I agree with you. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, I I, I definitely think out of most mystery thrillers, that was a cool reveal. It was a fun reveal, right? It's a fun movie. And I, I never took it that seriously apart from adding it to my... Um, The drama section? Well, yeah. I mean, it is in my drama section. Uh, (laughs) Actually, no, it might be in my crime drama section. Ah, Wow. Um, Well, and and honestly, Jim does so well in a serious role. I agree. Even if the movie's bad, I I think he still does a really good job. There's that one movie he did, you know, where he's uh, he's buzzed, but he still has his big beard. Mm -hmm. And he plays a detective. Yes. I heard uh, that movie was... Awful, awful. Yeah. but everyone said that Jim's performance was yeah, Jim amazing. Jim was good, but the movie itself was bad. I didn't get a chance to see that just because I was terrified I was going to hate it, and I just didn't want to hate it. I'm so. Um, I just recently saw Sonic. It was oh, the last? Yeah. It was the last movie I saw in theaters. Oh wow, nice. Um, it wasn't bad. Uh, I love Ben Schwartz. Yes, uh, me too. he did such a great job with Sonic, but Jim, I feel like. Did such a good job kind of coming back into that manic, mm. comedic energy like Ace Ventura and The Mask. The mask. And, right. But every time you see him in a serious role, I feel like it outplays the comedic roles so much more. I agree. I, I just like that he can do both. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I think he gets much like Adam Sandler, which, by the way, I bought Uncut Gems. Oh, It's nice. on the shelf. Um, much like Adam Sandler, I think people see this view of Jim as, oh, you're the funny man. Right. You shouldn't do serious roles. Um, But I think where the disconnect is with Adam and Jim is since Jim has done more serious roles Mm -hmm. than Adam, people can have the disconnect with Jim. Like, okay, you can do serious roles and comedic roles. I think that's why audiences had such a hard time with Uncut Gems. Which is strange because I I think Uncut Gems is a far superior film than what we're what I'm talking about (laughs) uh, than the number twenty three. But I feel like if Joel Schumacher (coughs) were a better filmmaker, uh, (laughs) or if someone else came in and did that, 
movie. Like if the the brothers, you the know, Safdie brothers, the Safdie brothers did the number twenty three. I mean, it would just be unreal. You if know? if you had to pick, um, who could if this movie like if you could have gone back in time and you picked the director. Who do you? Who would you have picked? Great question. Um, like you went to who produced the movie? Um, Paramount. I mean, they always do bad movies. Oh, it was a New Line Cinema. I uh, did the number twenty three. Um, well, let's see. That's a great question. So I'm going through some of my favorites right now, and it wouldn't be you know it wouldn't be like Scorsese or anything. I'm not delusional. No, no. It would have to be someone like I don't know, like Aronofsky could probably pull that off. No. Um, I'm a big fan of Aronofsky. I also could have picked Mother, and that's a shout out to my boy Kale. He hates that movie very much, and I like the movie. So, <laughs> um, Mother is another one I could have picked too, I guess. Um, what about uh, was Carrie Fukunaga doing anything in 2006? Ooh, that's a good. Oh, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. Um, was he even relevant in 2006? I don't. He might have been. Still in film school, because um, he was—I mean—he's younger than you know yeah. most filmmakers today. But um, yeah, Kerry Fukunaga would have been cool. Um, yeah, I mean, just anyone else. Uh, <laughs> no offense, Joel. I'm saying, listen, buddy. Regardless, I like the movie, so that's why we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm—I'll never say like I'll never pretend I don't. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just that's the one I like. Yeah, you know, I remember someone telling me about it, and I was just like, "It's like, wow, this sounds so interesting." And I remember seeing it. And I'll be honest; I don't remember how I saw it. Don't remember how. Who knows? Um, and I was just like, "Wow, this movie is so good." Yeah. And then as I got older, um, and started to kind of understand film a little bit more. I was like, wow, this movie is not good. Right. But, as you're saying, it does have things about it that make it, in, me, in my opinion at least, be able to sit through it and somewhat enjoy it. Right. You know, like the reveal at the end of the movie. Yeah, the reveal is great. Jim's performance is amazing as both um, the dad and the character within the book. Right, the detective, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, if... if if I had to say anything, I would say Jim is the highlight of the movie. Yes, Jim is the highlight. Um, Jim's the reason you're going. I just remember when it came out, I saw the poster, and <gasps> it's his face, and he's... Uh, it's written all over it. Yeah, 23 is written all over his face, and I was like, what's that? That looks cool. You know, this again, isn't Liar Liar. Again, I was really into his serious stuff, and the only thing I had was Truman Show and The Majestic, and mm-hmm. that's it. Well now, well, now there's, you know... Uh, Eternals. Uh, Eternal I, Sunshine I, had not come out yet. Uh, had it come out yet? Or maybe it not. Might have. Uh, Eternal Sunshine. It, it wasn't on my radar. But and uh, I don't think Man on the Moon had come. No, Man, Man on, on the Moon, moon had, had come, come out. out. That's right. Um, it, I'm just saying that's all I had. Yeah. And not that there was more out there. Right, I right. didn't know. Right. I mean, I was some punk 14 year old kid. Right. I don't know. You know, but um, Eternal Sunshine is obviously the better of all of those, yeah. but in my personal opinion. Um, you you kind of miss my liar liar joke. Oh, I heard. Uh, you know, when he writes when he blue writes all over his face. face. <laughs> the goddamn pen is blue! <laughs> so yeah, I... I picked 
the number 23 because it is a, it is a movie that's always stuck with me and always will because it I mean at least for right now it's still my yeah it, it's still my email address it, it's I mean if anyone hasn't seen it uh, you definitely should at least give it a once over you know yeah, I mean it's fun again it's a fun movie to watch it's nothing to take seriously it's no. just what my dad and I would call a Saturday afternoon movie uh, that's okay. what it is right uh, like Garfield Tale of Two Kitties um <laughs> It's a Saturday afternoon movie. Another movie I could have picked, an honorable mention, is Son-in-Law, which is Ah. maybe, maybe my favorite comedy of all time. (laughs) Really? I think that movie is so funny. Well, I mean, that was Pauly Shore at the height of his powers, man. Yeah, and it's not, and it's the only Pauly Shore movie I like. I really? do not like any, I don't like Encino Man which is <gasps> controversial and I don't like In the Army now oh, I don't like okay it. you get a pass for In the Army that one that one but tries way too hard but Son-in-Law first off has Tiffany Thiessen so automatically I'm in um Carla Gugino is amazing in it um and it just has these great one-liners that I've said my entire life because I've grown up watching this movie my parents love it I love it what about Biodome <sighs> I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Listen. Son-in-law is best, your, best your Polly Shore movie of all time. <laughs> my personal. Well, that, that's a good segue yes, to, to my uh, bad movie. Now, this one, unfortunately, it does have a cult following, but I still picked it because there is still a lot of people who do not like this movie. Or have never seen it. Like or have myself. never seen it. Um, my mom definitely does not like this movie. Um, and it is... In my opinion, um, so funny. You know, it's 98. Um, We've got David Zucker writing and directing. Um, Which in and of itself should be a slam dunk. Because if if no one recognizes the name, it's Airplane, it's Police Squad, it's... Naked Gun. Naked Gun, right? And so those are slam dunks. Yeah. This is not a slam dunk. No. Um, You've got (laughs) the creators of South Park. um, I think... Matt and Trey. Two or three seasons into South Park by this point. So people know the names Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Um... With all these elements, you would have thought this movie would have been perfect, but it was not. Uh, and my movie is Basketball. Basketball. Um, quick synopsis. Cause, oh, I probably should have done that. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I'm it. just saying. So th- what the movie's about is these two best friends, they live in a world where <laughs> professional sports people are bored with now. And so they create their own sport by combining baseball and basketball into one baseball um, which eventually becomes the new thing and they're trying to keep it pure I guess <laughs> it's it's so absurd and like me and Jeremy said with all of these things that were attached to it David Zucker directing and writing Trey Parker and Matt Stone acting as the two leads everything about this movie should have worked and none of it did and I think the reason why is because of the year 98 98 people didn't really care about slapstick comedies anymore. Yeah, and we're a year away from one of the most important years in movies, which is 99. There's a whole book written about it, which I have. 
um, where some of the greatest movies you've ever heard of were made in 99, Mm -hmm. right? And so I I agree with you there that this sort of... I was really far away from the mic, sorry. um, That this sort of comedy is too stupid. Yeah. <laughs> too silly. It's it's too stupid. It's very raunchy. Uh, yeah, I don't think Zucker really attached himself to what made Naked Gun and Airplane so great. Mm-hmm. Right? He sort of threw that out the window. Yeah. Because um, I think he thought, if I get Trey Parker and Matt Stone, you know, again, I, I want to say there are three seasons in... South Park. Some mm-hmm. people know South Park's funny. I think he figured with these two guys, as you said, we, we've got a slam dunk of a movie. Because I always thought they wrote it. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen so all their I. other movies. <laughs> yeah. Orgasmo and Cannibal the Musical. Team America World Police. Right. Um, and the South Park movie. I've seen all of those. So I always thought they wrote it. But <clears throat> they didn't. Apparently... Well, and I think another reason why it didn't work is there was a lot of headbutting, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Uh, they wanted a bigger um, hand mm-hmm. in the script, and from what I understand, David Zucker and the studio were like, "No, you're the actors. We're paying you. Yeah, you do what the script says." And they're like, "That's not how we roll, Doc." Um, but still, regardless of that fact. I still love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, granted, I do love stupid comedies. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think. American Pie 2 is... I say 2 specifically because 2 is the funniest you think, American Pie. Hold on. <laughs> you think 2 absolutely... Okay, so... It, one... Okay, here's the thing. Okay. One set the standard for what a teen raunchy comedy in the early 2000s should be. Yeah. 2 took it to a whole new leather, I, level. I, I see. 2... American Pie 2... Okay. So is so good. For you, so for me... I always say Godfather 2 is better than Godfather 1. That is your version of that. Yes! <laughs> okay. Um, but no, so I, so I love stupid comedies. Um, there are there are a few that I will not watch because they are too stupid. Too stupid. But this one is not one of them. I laugh at every joke. Um, me and Ashley were having lunch while, and I was doing a brief little rewatch and I was quoting along to every joke and laughing. Because it is, it is stupid, but it, it's uh, so good. Because everyone in the movie is an idiot. Mm-hmm. No one is smarter than the other person. <laughs> um, like, uh, even the um, protagonist, Baxter Kane, uh, is also an idiot. Like, there's a scene where he's trying to convince uh, Cooper to agree to some new rules for basketball... And he's like, or you and your, you know, teammates will be working for, and at the the stadium, they it was free range chicken night, <laughs> and so they had chickens everywhere, and so he leans down to pick up chicken feed, and we, so we just see the chicken feed, we see him lean down to pick it up, and all we hear Coop say is chicken poo, because he'd grab chicken poo, Ugh. and he's like feed, chicken feed, <laughs> and it's just. It's so stupid. That is very stupid. Um, but, you know, uh, one of the things I really love is Trey Parker does a really good job of not doing Cartman the entire movie. That's good. Until one scene. Mm. And he pulls out Cartman. Uh, because the whole point of basketball is you're supposed to psych out the people who are shooting. And there's this, no offense to uh, 
heavier set people. Um, but there's this big guy who comes up to shoot and they don't know what to do to psych him out. And so Coop calls him a fat ass, but as Cartman. Mm. And it's just, it's fun. It was kind of funny to see Trey Parker right. access Cartman. Yeah, it makes, but, makes sense. But yeah, um, so this movie, yeah, critics did not like. Um, audiences did not like. But it does have a cult following. Um, it just... In my opinion, it's, it's just good fun. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of dick jokes. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a scene where they're in the locker room, and Baxter's blackmailing them, and he throws down an envelope at, at the stool that's in front of them, and we just see these big, giant, fake shafts, but you only see it from the waist down to their knees. Oh. As essentially, they have a third leg. Yeah, they're gigantic. And there's a part where Trey Parker turns around really quickly and it goes Phew. <laughs> it's just it's it's stupid comedy but you know in my opinion it's it's good right 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 so right I mean it's <sighs> yeah okay <laughs> never seen it um for me now now since you did an honorable mention uh, I would say for me my honorable mention would probably be ooh I don't know there's a lot of bad movies that I like I know. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm looking at your shelf. Down and here, give me a second. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Sure. Yeah, take your time. I. Uh, yeah, I was. I don't know, man. I I was surprised you chose basketball and not grown ups. I hate that movie. Okay, then I guess that would be my honorable mention. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> is because. I mean, okay. I'm a movie snob when it comes to Grown Ups. I do not like that movie. The reason why, the reason why I do like Grown Ups is because, um, you know, they all just riff off of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and I think that's why I like it. I think I see what you're saying. So um, the value in Grown Ups is that these these comedians mm-hmm. whom we know know each other for a long time, yep. right, get to share the screen for a while and riff off each other and get to play off each other and get to have fun, right? Yeah. And that's part of what's fun about grown-ups is watching these people have fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you can definitely tell that Adam, Dave, Chris, Kevin, and Rob are just, you know... They've known each other for... No, oh, there we go. Sorry, I knocked my headphones off with the <laughs> thing and you guys disappeared. Or I disappeared. So... Yes, I see. These guys have known each other for a very long time, and what what you get most out of that is being cognizant that they've known each other for a long time, right? Yeah. Someone like kids who go to see grown ups don't get that added layer, right? Mm-hmm. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of my favorite scenes with them is when um, Rob Rob Schneider, who has three different kids from three different marriages. Two of them are hot and one's not. <laughs> Which is so silly in itself. Right. That two daughters are incredibly gorgeous and then the third one looks just like him. Yeah, that I remember. Um, I've like, seen oh, that makes movie. sense. <laughs> like, this movie, I, I, I've seen this one. And so I... <laughs> okay, because Rob's not in the second one. I very, Yeah, I haven't seen the second one. I, I cannot believe they did the second one. <laughs> Supposedly they're going to do a third one. Oh my god, that's too many. <laughs> that's too many. Um... <laughs> but no, so Joel, but, don't get any ideas. I will not see the number twenty-four. 
right? I, the I number just, 24. I just can't. I don't know if I, um, I don't know if I could, but number 23 is obviously always in my heart. But but so the scene I really like is uh, you know after Rob kind of reconciles with one, his first one of his daughters, mm-hmm. you know he goes back to talk to the guys and they're like you know how are you doing you know and he's like you know I never thought you know this would happen you know the kids pay the most and all of them go because they've been making fun of how Rob. Uh, has a very nasally voice and they're like yeah the kids pay yeah they pay with maize and they're all just riffing <laughs> off of each other yeah and you could tell that it obviously was not in the script no and you know it's just probably something they joke with him off screen yeah. too right and so that's fun yeah and, and I didn't mention it but the value also in basketball is that you do have these kind of comedy powerhouses coming together. Mm-hmm. You know, David Zucker and Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Right. Um, you know, and I think that's the value in that, is that you do have these two really big comedy powerhouses who are trying to make the silliest, raunchiest, slapstick comedy. And I think and I think in and of itself, that's why it didn't do good, is they, I think they tried a little too hard. Yeah. I I mean not having seen it. The film it. does have two awards. Do you know what for? Are they Razzies? They are Razzies. They are Razzies. Uh, for Jenny McCarthy and Yasmin Beth <laughs> as supporting actress and lead actress. Oh, Yasmin Blaith is in that? Yeah. Oof. And I she, might need to see it because her, her be first fun. line is, "Can you sign these?" And she she has a low cut dress on. And Trey Parker's like, oh, yeah. And then she pulls up two basketballs, and he's like, oh. Oh. And he, right. sign, he signs the basketballs. Yeah, because at the time, Yasmin Bleeth you know, just got finished with Baywatch. And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but she has Razzie, and Jane McCarthy does. But uh, And that's the other value I have in, in uh, basketball is Jenny McCarthy's character, mm-hmm. um, Yvette who is, takes everything very literal. She takes sexual euphemisms literal. So she's like Amelia Bedelia, but... Yeah. Gotcha. So, like, um, Baxter Kane tells her that she can come by his office and they can lay some carpet. And the very next scene is her laying actual carpet. And then he tells her that his uh, lobby could use a good buffing, and she's buffing his lobby. <laughs> and one of my favorite ones, you never hear anyone say it. It's just set up. And it's it, this is the one smart joke in the whole movie is it's towards the end of the movie the last game of the series yeah and she comes to sit down by Baxter and she's got silver lipstick on and she goes okay Baxter I got all the chrome off of this one do you want me to start on this one (laughs) and she's holding tail bearings as in the joke of I bet she could suck the chrome off of a tail bearing right and no one says it that's really funny (laughs) yeah okay that I that I like yeah, and it's that one's so good because no one says it, but she <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, I got all of this one. You want me to start on this one?" And he and Baxter's just like, "Uh, that's really funny." Okay, I like that. Yeah, it's it's stupid comedy, but I mean, I I think that's why I gravitate to comedy mm-hmm. a lot is because I like all facets of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially slapstick if it's done well. Mm-hmm. Like, this would be my... Actually, this is my other honorable mention. Okay. Sorry. Um, is the, the remake of the Three Stooges movie. Whoa. Now that... Because you've that got... That is truly what this project, this little <laughs> endeavor I put us on, 
having you try to explain to me <laughs> how the remake of the Three Stooges movie has value. Here's how it and has value. Don't say Will Sasso. That's a cop No, no, no. Uh, Chris. As, as uh, Mo. Okay. Because um, he fucking nails it as Mo. That you can at least agree on. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? Of course not, right? <laughs> well, again, much like um, much like basketball, you have the Farley brothers directing. Mm-hmm. You've got Will Sasso, Sean... Uh, oh, shit. Sean Diddy Combs. Is that it? No. He's it's in not. Will and Grace. Oh, uh, it's not P. Diddy? No. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Sean... Oh, fudge. Oh, fudge. Except he didn't say fudge. Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. Uh, Sean Hayes and Chris... um, You know... I liked it. Okay. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I, I can't explain you to the value because it, it's just... You enjoy the slapstick-ness yeah. of... No, don't get me movie. wrong. Original Three Stooges of course. will always be funnier. Of course. But I see what the Farley brothers were trying to do, mm-hmm. which was give the Three Stooges to a new generation. Mm-hmm. You know, much like what... Um, Hang on. Give me a second. Okay. Take your time. Jason Siegel did with The Muppets. Ah, yes. Except that one was successful. Yeah. Well, because he had Disney behind him. That's true. You know. As where uh, the Farley brothers, I think, had Warner. Hmm. I don't know. Someone who did not help them. Um, <laughs> but but no, but you know, so I would say that's the value, is that they were trying to give the Three Stooges to a new generation mm-hmm. who may have never heard of the Three Stooges. Um, of course, there are things about the movie that aren't good. Right. Like uh, Kate Upton. Um, <laughs> I do not like Kate Upton at all. I, uh, I think... She's just a pretty face. Mm-hmm. I do not think she's a good actress at all. No, but at the time she was very popular. Well, obviously, and people so. were just and and then and then they were looking for any excuse to show cleavage of for course. her. So that's why she was so popular. So, so I know you've never seen the movie, but no. there's a scene where she comes up out of a pool, and she's supposed to be a nun. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. And she comes up out of a pool, still with the the habit. The, yeah. Hat. And in this black, very skimpy, one-piece bathing suit. Hmm. And I'm like, she's a nun! This is a kid's movie! It's rated PG! Oh, that's interesting. And Sophia, I did not know that. Uh, Sofia Vergara is also in it. I do not like Sofia Vergara. She's all right. But, okay. no. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so... Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm, I cannot believe it. <laughs> I haven't thought about that movie since the the trailers stopped being on TV. You know what I mean? Like, that was the last time I thought about it. <laughs> I should have probably said the movie 43. Movie 43. That I've seen. Yeah. That one's so bad, it is. That one, yeah, that one is an interesting case in, in just... 
poor judgment. Um, and you and so many of these big name actors agreed to be in it. Yes, and that's what's so fascinating about it is that now I did laugh. There are funny moments in movie forty three, but I you know I don't know if it fits this mold, right? Yeah. Of bad movies that I value. Yeah, because because. It took them, like, three years to get that movie done? Don't know. I don't remember. I just know that Hugh Jackman's got a, uh, a neck balls. Yeah, he's got neck balls, which I thought was hilarious. Especially <laughs> when the waiter hits him and he's like, oh. <laughs> As you know, he, uh, I think they have it in the credits, but, like, Hugh is, like, he's like, oh, hang on, I gotta go to the bathroom. And he's, like, slowly, like, spittling out his water. Gross. So Gross. <laughs> I hate that. But the fact that Hugh came up with that yeah, and, makes you know, it funnier. Yeah, I... Yeah. It's just so strange they got that many people to be in that movie. Yeah. Hugh Jackman, um, Kate Winslet, Halle Berry, Stephen Merchant, uh, Elizabeth Banks. That script must have been killer. Um... <laughs> Uh, Greg Kinnear. And that's what got us all to see That's what got me to see it. Dennis Quaid. Is that Greg Kinnear. And Richard Greer was also in it. Yes, Richard Greer. In that's the, right. It, that's right. In the uh, in the skit about the the lady iPod. Yes. That, <laughs> that they had put a sign that says, don't fuck it. <laughs> uh, that was good. But, yeah. Anyway. Right. So, all <laughs> that to say... Is that no matter the movie, no matter how bad it is, yeah. there's value in there. Hell, yeah. there's probably even value in that Transformer movie. I don't know. Oh, God. I, I saw the first one. First and the second one. Okay, I saw the first two, but I didn't see any other ones. But You didn't see the third one without Megan Fox? No. No, I did not. It's... They're sorry. bad. They're all bad. Sorry. They're all bad. Okay, but... That, that's, the last, that's the last one with Shia, though. Yes. Because the next two have Mark Wahlberg for some... <laughs> okay, so my favorite thing Kayla and I like to do is... One of our favorite things is we like to pretend <laughs> that we're Mark Wahlberg on the set of... Sorry, this is in the side. Of course, this is a bonus episode. Nothing matters. Nothing counts. So, when he's like, I think we just found a Transformer. <laughs> um, we pretend we're the director going... Mark, your character's from Texas. You want to try that one more time? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Guys, I think we're just fat at Transformer. Go socks. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. No. <laughs> Buddy. Mark, your character's from Texas. One more time. Okay? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Guys, I think we're just fat at Transformer. You got some more of that chowder? <laughs> Mark. Buddy, you gotta quit ad living, buddy. You're from Texas. Okay, let's do it again. So we would just do more and more and more of that. And is it so Michael Bay from Texas? I have no idea. You know what? I don't know if he's a fellow Texan or not. I mean, spends money like a Texan. Wow, that was racist. Um, Ow, I don't we're know. Both Texans. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> First off, we were just flabbergasted that. In the universe of Transformers, they call them Transformers. I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, he is from LA. Okay, that of course <laughs> he is. Yeah, you know, just, it's like it's like the Walking Dead. You know, they call them Walkers because, because in that universe, 
no one had ever heard of zombies. Right. Um, the Night of the Living Dead had never come out, blah, 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 all that stuff. And But see, we just thought it was so funny that they, in the universe, call them Transformers. <laughs> so, Not Autobots? Or, or just whatever, you know, coming up with different names like... Big-ass thing! Yeah, oh, the robot thing, right? <laughs> that fucking... Big-ass, no, it's, <laughs> it's... I think we just had a Transformer... Go socks. Go socks. Go socks. Yankees suck. Go socks. <laughs> go um, Celtics. Celtics suck. Go Knicks. Um. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um. But kind of what you're saying is that you know, any and all bad movies do have value. Yeah. My wife loves horror movies, and horror movies are probably the most Ooh, myself I uh, critically panned movies. Um, yes, I agree with that. Uh, but she loves a lot of them. I think what's helping horror movies out, as of right now, uh, Mike Flanagan is really helping out horror films oh, yeah. right now. Uh, I recently Absolutely. just saw Oculus, uh, which oh, I've never seen before. No. You yeah. liked it? It was okay. What? Yeah. It was okay. Um, what really got it for me was it was Mike Flanagan. I'm a big fan of his. And it's not the best thing he's done. That is um, upsetting. Yeah, and I and you know what? It was fun to watch, and I liked it. This made it value. Well, here's the thing. So, as I just said, my wife loves horror movies. We both walked out of that theater like, what? <laughs> like, I was fully expecting to not be able to sleep for the next couple of days. Oh, okay. So, and I was and I was excited because uh, it's got my. My girl, Karen Gillan, in it. Yes, and I'm a big fan of hers, too. So um, I, It's I got was, the current guy playing uh, Robin on Titans. I don't know his name. See, him I didn't like. Uh, he, him, I, I wasn't a fan of his performance, but I like the idea of not not being able to differentiate reality from... I mean, that right. was an interesting concept. Right. I, it was... It, the concept of it I liked. It, a lot of it was sort of, you know, hacky and horror filmy, right? But, yeah. again, Mike Flanagan, he's good. I, I like Mike well, Flanagan. Well, I mean, I mean, look what he's done with The, the Haunting of Hill House. Amazing. And right? Dr. Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep was amazing. Oh, uh, Gerald's Game was amazing. Oh, I forgot he did that one. Um, he also did Hush, which I really liked as well. Um, um, I think you can watch that on Netflix at, at the time of this recording. Yeah. A sidebar. Um, I just I did a little bit of well, me and Ashley was when we were watching uh, Eli Ross History of Horror, mm. and we got to the Ghosts episode. They talked about oh. the original 1967, so good, Haunting of Hill House. Yes, so, it was just called the Haunting. So good, and I was like, I have it on Blu-ray. I was like, because you know they showed the the book, and I'm like, wait, Haunting of Hill House is that? And so I did a little digging, and Mike Flanagan's show is just very loosely based yes. on the book. Yes. Because I'm assuming he wanted to make it a little bit more original. Yeah, and just a little more, I don't know, maybe he's adding a lot of artistic license to The Haunting of Hill House. Mm -hmm. I like that he kept the original title, right? Yeah. Which is cool because it is completely different from either Hauntings, right? Either the original. And the book. And then, well, and the the remake. There was a remake? Yes. Diane Lane, I think is that? Really? Yes. Um, yeah, my mom has told me I need to watch it. Uh, it's, it's so rad. And it's, it's so rad because of exactly what they discuss in that documentary series is you don't see anything. Okay. Right? Things are just suggested, right? And it's just, it, it's so scary. And it's... That's good. It's you know. dope, you know? Um, I think mm-hmm. that's what makes 
Well, you know, this is a bonus episode. I know we're going off the rails. Welcome but. back to how how we've done this. I don't know, but we've decided to tack on more time to horror films. So well, why not? Hope you didn't. Hope you were like, I listened to that three and a half hour one, and that was dope. How can I get more of that? Yeah, I mean, shout out to all those people who sat through three hours of us just droning <laughs> on and on. Um, about horror movies, man. And that is not the way I wanted that episode to go. No. I figured we'd be, you know, touch on a few horror movies here and there. What makes horror movies, why why we as humans are so drawn to being scared. Mm-hmm. And then it just became us like, okay, we have seen this one. This one. This one's good. What about this one? Yeah, well, have right. you seen this one? Uh, we didn't, I don't even we got to touch on body horror at all. Not a lot of body horror. I think it was just mainly more the thing. I love uh, the thing so much. I, I have been toying with the idea of watching it. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> it's such a good movie. If anyone heard that, uh, <laughs> comment uh, on the website if, if anyone heard Jeremy and what he said. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, oh, and follow me on Letterboxd. <laughs> I'm also on Letterboxd now. Yeah. Uh, if anyone's heard of Letterboxd, uh, me and Jeremy both are on Letterboxd. Uh, same with our buddy Alex. Uh, he's the one who got us into it. Yes. Uh, so shout out to Alex. It was my complete obsession for like, I don't know, three days straight. Because trying yeah. just to log all the movies I've seen. Dude, that just, I'm it still took not so long. It, yeah. it took so long. There's um, so many. I mean, yeah. I mean, now I'm just going in and be like, oh, yeah, that one. But to get most of them that first go around, that was crazy. Dude. Okay, so we should probably wrap up, wrap up, wrap up. Wrap up, wrap up, wrap up. Um, all films have value, even bad ones. Yes. And, um, I mean, shout out to our boy Joel, you know, yeah, Joel. because, buddy, you made it, you thank, made it in my heart. Thank you for the quote for the website. And thank you for the number 23. I do really enjoy that movie. Well, and Very The Phantom much. of the Opera. And, okay, fine. The Phantom of the Opera. And, uh, you know, Batman Forever. Uh, and Batman and Robin. Uh, <laughs> and Lost Boys. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Uh, it was a little shorter, but we probably only intended it to be about 30 minutes, and now it's about 50 minutes. Ooh, look at that. Um, but we hope everyone enjoyed. You know, it's a little fun thing. Just as rambling. That's fine. Um, if you'd like, leave a comment. What's your favorite bad movie? Yes. I would love to hear what you guys have to say and um, what you guys consider to be your favorite bad movie. That would be wonderful. Yes. Again, um, if you listen to the songs from the second floor episode, um, you can become a member on the website for free. That's mm-hmm. how you can leave these comments. Or, you know, if you don't want to do that, we understand. Uh, we do have a Facebook and you can leave those comments there. Yes. We may ask that question on a post like hey what's your favorite bad movie uh but anyway we hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you in season four season four